Hey, hey, welcome back to the Rad Dad Podcast. Monday edition. Okay. We have to start here. Joe, York, Zach, we're all here. Uh, we, we're going to kick things off with a, with a mea culpa. Um, we discussed John Morant's uh, legal troubles last week and the allegations of him having a gun. Uh, and I said I didn't believe it. Just, nah, can't be. Um, well, I was wrong. Uh, because yes, uh, he does have an issue, um, which, uh, apparently I haven't, now y'all can help me out. I haven't tried to research it or look it up to see if it's actually valid, but there's concerns that he could face a, uh, much more serious suspension. But, uh, I just wanted to just get out front and just say, you know, Hey, my bad hand up. I was wrong. Yeah, we should have definitely been like knocking on wood as we were talking about that last week. I feel like we got to set ourselves up for failure there. Well, so what I've kind of listened to, what I've heard about is you don't think that you, you watch him and you watch like he's just a. You got to think about it, he's 23 years old, like he's a kid. You know, it's hard to think that because because what we watch every day and like what we're used to seeing, we're used to seeing people perform and people with his kind of level of stardom and fame. Not at that age. And when we do see somebody like that, we see like somebody like Kevin Durant or LeBron James or yeah. name it. But you got to think about it. My thing with this is you have six years ago. Were we talking about John Morant? No, he was. He was. A, I mean, he was. We weren't because he was. We didn't start talking about him until he was at Murray State, which he was. You know, overlooked in high school. He was, um, he was still good. Everyone knew, you know, kind of knew who he was and stuff like that. But he's in Murray State his freshman year. He was good. But his sophomore year is whenever it was like, oh, shit. This is the real deal. But then he that's when he started getting some attention. But then he really started getting attention when he got drafted. And then that was when the money sets in. He really starts getting attention after that. And then it just kind of it takes off so progressively and aggressively. I mean, Joe, what kind of shit were we doing when we were 23 years old? Uh, pretty. I was trying, just trying to think about that. Like, some pretty dumb shit, probably. Like, I mean, maybe. thinking about that is like, I didn't have any money when I was 23. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, thinking well, about yeah. how awesome I would have been if I had money. Oh, right. God. I was an idiot at what, 23. And like, you're 23. Like, we're going play, even when we're 21. Like, I, I can remember all these kids on <laughs> dates or whatever we were younger, you know. We were broke I, idiots. We were broke idiots. And like, we, we like, we start drinking. We're like, you know, at 152 or name it. And we're invincible. Mm. You know, we're drinking a shit ton and we're having fun. And it's just, you know, you feel invincible, like I said. And he can do, he does that. And he, you know, can drink, you know, and feel invincible. We had then, even now, a tad bit more body fat than he does. So, a little bit more. <laughs> so we, we were probably able to, you know, take in a little bit more. But he's happened to, you know, at one time, like LeBron James, when he was a teenager, he's, you know, he's on ESPN then. He's getting all his attention then. And then as he gets 23, LeBron James is, you know, he's seasoned in this shit by the time he's 23. Because he's been the dude. But like with John Rant, he's being the dude. He's in a small market. And he's in this, he's oh, in this yeah. town, Memphis, that. You know, one gets a bad rap, and that, that just—I think—that hurts the whole image thing. But like, like Zach said, 
we defended it because it's it's so out of character and so wild what's happening um because it yeah, came, i mean well, he's never so done fast. this before right he's never done this before like then all of a sudden like we heard a couple months ago about the whole 17 year old kid thing which is fine not fine but i mean it's it's like okay well that could be a kid oh, trying hey, to get, his, get hit man that kid yeah no shit like, like i mean whatever i, I, I can like picture the whole scenario happening but like yeah. i'm sitting there thinking this kid's trying to get his 20 minutes of fame and you know trying to take advantage of a you know someone's got a lot of money which you know I, I believe all that, but then all the other stuff starts coming out and like in just a rapid fire in no time, like boom, boom, boom. All the shit comes out about oh. the investigation of the Pacers, the investigation about uh, the Foot Locker and the security guard, his mom, and yada, yada, yada. The next thing you know, I'm, we're defending the guy, you know, last week. And when I woke up Saturday, like I didn't, Cleve sent that message and I was, talking about ig live and i was like what's he talking about and i get on twitter and it's everywhere and i'm looking at it and you watch that video and you're like oh my god and all i can picture is like him waking up the next morning because i've been there you know i mean we've we've all been there to where we drank a shit ton of one night before the next morning we get our phone and we're like oh fuck like oh, let's god. scroll through and say oh god damn it know? i took my gun to silkies again no not again pop 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 like <laughs> oh you know and and Kind of two things about it. One, I think it does show how crazy LeBron's career really is. The fact that, like, he never – nothing was ever too big for him. Like, he just kind of was able to take it on, handled everything perfectly, gets hated on 24-7, 365, but he made it. But the one thing I would say that did disappoint me a little bit about the Josh thing was – I'm not going to say the season's falling apart, but the Kings are right on your asshole right now. And you are the worst fourth quarter team in the NBA by far, like horrible. And you're out at 4 a.m. at a strip club after you just got your ass beat again in the fourth quarter of a game. Like, I understand you're young. I understand whatever. But, like, be a little bit more professional than that. Like, be a little bit more professional. Like, if you want to do that shit, that's fine. We've all heard the Jordan story, stuff like that. But, you know, the saying somebody whips out a camera, shut it the fuck down. Nope. Put the cameras up, guys. There ain't nothing here. Like, it's, that's what is just the stupidity of it to me. Like, dude, well, I, that's, know you're young, I was going to But, like, you're just that, – that's just some dumbass shit right there. Well, that's the thing was, like, it wasn't even somebody else. It was him. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Like, it wasn't, like, a random person at the club that was like, oh, look, John Morant's got a gun here. Like, no, it was him on his own account. Yeah. So, like, uh, I read just before we came on today, like, this, tonight, that, like, after that Nuggets game, they had, like, a players-only meeting that Stephen Adams led and was just, like, a come-to-Jesus meeting of the off-the-court stuff. It's getting out of hand. We need to calm this down, like, He's he's the he's 29 years old, but he's the only bet we got. Yeah. And he's trying to channel everybody in and get everybody on the same page of like, okay, it's the last end stretch run of the season. So let's get our head on straight. Let's stop doing all this bullshit off offline, off camera, off, you know, away from the court. And four hours later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. John Morant. Yeah. And it's and it sucks because he is it, it's it's one of those things where you like, man, like we always talk about all the time, like we get to be, we've grown up as miserable Grizzlies, Grizzlies fans our entire lives. So like what? now, what? Hubie, Lionel, 
I feel like you're throwing disrespect on people's names. Say Rudy Gay or I'm hanging up right now. <laughs> Don't you dare no, say like, we, we, get, we get spoiled, you know, with that because it's like, oh my God, I said, we finally have that dude. Stromile Swift. Like, yeah. Hakeem. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can claim it. It's okay. Dunk contest. Wait. Oh, okay. Work. Yeah. I thought you meant Hashim. I was like, Please no. Oh, no, no. We don't we don't say that word. That's like Voldemort on his fucking podcast. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's that's the thing, though. I mean, you're you're in the midst of this, whatever you want to call it, kind of a, a tailspin of sorts. You know, all of a sudden the coach seems in over his head, can't put together correct lineups. The front office seemingly did not make the right moves. Brandon Clark goes down for the rest of the year. They keep on extending days for Steven Adams, and it's like, come on, man. Like, you just got to try to make this easier. Like, you have to. Yeah. At the same time, they have the they have the room. But they're still – I don't. however much of a tailspin and how much of a, you know, plumb this has been, they're still in second place. Kings are on their heels, sure. But give me healthy Grizz versus healthy Kings. I'm going to take the Grizz every yeah. single time. But – I'm glad this is happening. I'm glad it's happening, period. But I'm glad it's happening now. Yeah. And it could be at the very, you know, going to the playoffs and it's like, okay, now we got to deal with this now. But if it's that whole extended suspension thing, that's a problem. Because you, you don't have Tyus Jones that you used to have. He played good yesterday. But you don't have Tyus Jones you used to have. Brandon Clark's out, which he has been – he's probably had the best year of his career this year. I mean, he's been fantastic. But, I mean – it, you kind of feel for it too, and being John Morant, it's you can have so much money, and you can. There's, there's a lot of people, and I'm sure you're going to hear that. What does he have to be upset about? What does he have to be anxious about? What does he have to be? You know, his life's not hard. Bullshit, man. I don't care how much money you got, how happy you seem to be. You are like that um, quote you or that article you said, or I guess interview you said earlier, Zach. Was that interview mm-hmm. you had? Like that was that hit home big time because I've I've always been kind of accused of that and I'm not gonna say I'm on any kind of level of John Morant. I mean he is a little bit better at basketball, but that's pretty much all he has on me. Um other than that, obviously, he um he's not with his son's mother. Believe me, that's the most unfun thing in the entire world. I can assure you. Um, he is not overnight rich, but I mean, he compared to some others, like it's just boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, like Jason Tatum, we've done about Jason Tatum for a long, for a while now. He's got his own shoe. Finally, we've done about John Morant, probably half the time we have about Jason Tatum. And he got a, he got to shoot the exact same time. Like that's a big yeah. fucking deal. And all this overwhelming success. There was a, and then, there was a rap song about Jason Tatum when he was in high school. Was it really? Did, did y'all know that? Yeah. It was like a local guy. Um, <laughs> the, but yeah, the song is literally called Jason Tatum. It's not, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> did Jaron Jackson Jr. do it? Do what? Did Jaron Jackson Jr. Did he do it? Was it his No. Rap? I'd have to look it up. But yeah, I mean, when he was a recruit, he had his own song. Um it is no. by 
while you look that up, I'll go ahead and say not to be uh, L A L A fours, L A the number four S S. Oh. Yeah, the like chorus is pull up, shoot, shoot, Jason Tatum. Hmm. My money tall, tall, Jason Tatum. <laughs> it's it's actually not bad. It doesn't sound bad at all. <laughs> yeah. Um that's a that's that's I I haven't thought of it like that. Like I mean, honestly, the first time I really ever heard of John Morant was back when um, you know, it was like the bingo square when uh Duke or it was when Ole Miss would play. Um, because they had Devontae Schuler and they were all in the same AAU team. Yeah. It was Zion Williamson, John Morant, and Devontae Schuler were all, and they would show that same team picture and they would highlight all three of them. And that was they like when he was the dude. Like it wasn't Ja or Zion, it was that dude. Yeah, they always talked he about Schuler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like and then obviously he got to Murray State and then blew up and um and then yeah, like he had the big final year in college, and then the Grizzlies draft him, and everybody's all pumped because it's a, um, you know, all due respect to Mike Conley, they never really had a bona fide superstar at point guard. Had a good, yeah. we had a good point guard. We didn't have, we didn't have someone that was, like, yeah. so we didn't have that dude. And like he is, yeah. I mean, Mike Conley would tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I remember that was probably one of the most. That was probably that was the most emotional. I've been emotional with these Grizzly games, but there was like happiness, emotional. Whenever Mike Conley came back, I brought my nephew to the game and I was like, I'm, I know I'm your uncle and all, but like, I'm probably going to get upset when the whole like, uh, tribute video comes out. I'm not going to be able to handle it because I love Mike Conley and he's just that one person like that when this comes around, like it's going to be emotional. And it was, you know, but it's like, I was like, at the same time, second half, I was like, all right, this is my shit now. Fuck you. Like, and they end up beating him. But, uh, of course, the other time I got emotional was me and Cleve went to the um, game one Clippers playoff series. We blew the 27 point lead to Nick Young and the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> but Jeez. the whole place was silent. People crying leaving that arena. Did your nephew like pull a cousin Eddie look at you like, why are you crying? I'm not crying. You're crying. No, we actually sat oh. next to Grayson Allen's soccer girlfriend. Oh, where is Grayson Allen? Milwaukee. He put up 20 points in the third quarter yesterday. Dude, he's a bucket. Oh, I loved him. I love Grayson Allen. He's a he's a skeevy little fuck, but he can he can get some points when he wants. Oh yeah. All right. Um let's get into this because move on. Yeah, uh, so let's get into this because it, it's relevant with me. Um I would assume this is where I got it, but I've had this nagging call for almost three weeks now. Um, Joe, just go ahead and get used to it. Your immune system is fucked. Like when you have kids, it's just going to happen. I don't know how your immune system is now. Um, I was always growing up. I was never, never really got sick a lot. Um, I mean, hell, I remember... I think I had like legit perfect attendance from like kindergarten to sixth grade. Nerd. Like, like yeah, like never missed a day. Um, but yeah, just like <clears throat> never got sick. And <clears throat> now I get like these like <clears throat> nagging coughs and 
<laughs> all these things. But yeah, I'm just telling you when you have kids, like it's, it's over. Um, I think I've, I think I've gotten a little bit of a primer for it just with Amanda being a teacher. Um, mm. Like once or twice a year, like she, she would bring home something from those kids and like yep. it would affect her, but it would just like annihilate me for like two days. So I've gotten yep. like a little bit of a primer, but yeah, I'm, I'm expecting to go from like the person that's like never sick. Now I was never sick in school, but I missed like 30 days a year. Um, so I plan on going from, from that to, you know, actually legitimately like questioning things at a certain point in time, probably. So how, um, you say you missed 30 days of school a year. Was that voluntary or forced suspension? Uh, it was a mixture of both, sir. <laughs> you got OSS? I got OSS a couple times. Yes. Oh, we didn't have OSS. What was it? We had um, it was out, of, out of school suspensions, OSS, no. isn't it? But no, there was something yeah. else we had ALC. Yeah. No, I actually never got ALC. I either got. The hell is that? It's a Mississippi thing. You wouldn't understand. Was it like it's a like work program? Um, yeah. It's like pretty much like a, a detention with a bunch of bad kids. School suspension is what it is. Yeah. Oh, we just we just call that ISS. Yeah. No. Anytime I got like in bad enough trouble, it was always a out of school suspension. The best was uh, I got ISS one time, and that was just from tardies. It's like my senior year; they were really strict on getting to class on time. Yeah. And you Jerks. know, got away with it for quite a while being a two-sport athlete and going to a school that valued athletics and they would let you slide a lot, especially as a senior. And a lot of it's like, you know, as long as you're like getting to school or getting to class close to time, like teachers are mostly like, all right, it's fine. But then there were a couple that were like, I'm closing the door and locking it. So, so I get ISS and the ISS, you know, teacher, whatever you want to call it, was an assistant basketball coach and he was a cool guy. And uh, you're not supposed to sleep in ISS. Like if you sleep, I think you get an extra day because, you know, they, they give you all of your work that you're supposed to do in your classes and all your homework yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So you, they keep you busy. So I knocked out all that. And then uh, we go to lunch and then I was like, you know, hey, Coach Raby, you, you care if I sit in the back and I put my hood on and maybe uh, lean up against the wall? He was like, nah, Mr. Barry, you're good. Go ahead. And like as soon as I did it, some snitch in there was like, Coach Raby, Zach's back there sleeping. And uh he was like big, you know, big like six five black guy, booming voice. He's like, Mr. Barry, get up here. I was like, what the fuck? You just told me it was fine. So then I come up to the front. He was like, turn around for everybody to see you. He's like former military and uh, I can't remember who it was, but he like called the kid's name and he was like, you know, he was like, can you read Mr. Barry's sweatshirt for me? <laughs> the kid was like Germantown baseball. And he was like, yes, Mr. Barry is an athlete. What do you do? And everybody just started laughing and I was, and then that was it. And he was just like, go back and sit down, Mr. Barry. And I was like, well, all right. Uh, yeah, never got OSS. Never, uh, never did that. That's an unfortunate incidence. I didn't either. I, I got kicked out of my Spanish class because Miss Trejo 
decided <laughs> I was Danny's niece. Yeah, she was the craziest bitch. Punta, if you will. But no, she um Sheesh. she kicked me out of her class because she said I was talking about her under my breath. And I wasn't. I just wasn't, but you couldn't tell her that. She just get out of my you're class. You're just like said, you're just like mouth breathing. Yeah, well, some <laughs> things don't change, Joe. It's a condition. Look it up. Don't don't let me bring it up. I'll bring it up. You know how upset yeah, okay. I get. <laughs> I have a severely deviated septum. Don't be alarmed. There was fine. a girl. So me and Joe cool. had um, tenth grade. What is it? I was just algebra in tenth grade. Mm, yeah, something like that. We had algebra, and there was a girl that sat in front of me, and she was just mean as fuck. She was a grade older than we were, and I'm sitting behind her. And next thing you know. Like the class is quiet. I don't realize that I'm breathing loud because, you know, it's my body in my mouth. And next thing you know, she turns around. She says, why are you breathing so hard? Like in front of everybody. And I'm just like, what the damn. Fuck? And then the rest out. of the year, I'm like, <laughs> and in, in, in real life, the fatality thing came down for Mortal Kombat. No shit. Baraka came in, spit acid on me, and I was fucking <laughs> done. <laughs> But I, for ever since then, I was like, you know what? Fuck her forever. <laughs> she was so mean. I was like, I'm not I feel like that was close to anybody ever again. Like nowadays, that would be like a very ableist thing for her to say. You know, like you can't do that stuff nowadays. No, you can't. I mean, I, you know, but she's she turned out exactly how she probably should have. That was the same class we got to play Egyptian rat screw all the time. And yes. I am the king. What the, the hell was that? Egyptian don't, rat screw. Don't. We, and we already get complaints over time, and this will just <laughs> so put it way over that. Oh man, do you, um, feel as if, do you feel as if your illnesses are brought on by your kids, or you just? Oh no, I don't. That's, I was gonna say that, like I don't get sick. Oh, I okay. do not get. I really don't. Like I, it's a thing. Like I always joke about. It, it's like I'm fine. I'm not gonna get sick. I've, I've gotten sick one time. And I've literally seen you chugging mustard trying to cure like strep throat. No, it was Just acid, you don't go to the doctor acid, doesn't mean you're not reflux. sick. No, I had acid reflux. Where were we? We were at the bar. Yeah. I'm sick. Had you're, acid you're reflux. Like old, you had like strep throat. I don't but think I had, mustard cures acid reflux. I also didn't have kids then. True. But, but to say you don't get sick, though, that's... Think about this. So, um, Sounds a little disingenuous. professionals... Healthcare professionals work in hospitals and they never get sick. They have to work in COVID units and whatnot. I never had COVID on record. That you know of. Right. But <laughs> I just thought I really don't ever, every time people would get worried about getting sick, I just don't get sick. I'll get like now, a stuffy nose, but I'll, you know. Right. Well, I was going to say, I don't know for sure that this cough came from my kids, but I will get the occasional like drip. Yeah. Because they always have runny noses until they're Na- like the na- nine the years old, <laughs> which is normally fine. I just, you know, power through it. But uh, yeah, this is, you know, acute bronchitis is terrible. I got the bronchitis. Just get these like coughing fits where I sound like all I do is smoke cowboy killers all day. The only fits I get are like sneezing fits, which I love to sneeze. So I don't get upset about it. If I can you sneeze, sneeze multiple long, times. Oh yeah, if I sneeze once, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, y'all back off. 
I need this. Do you hold it in or let it out? Oh, I'll let it out. It lets it out. I've been sitting next to him in a car before. And I'm covered in freaking shit after all of it. Mm. Hey, now you're never going to get sick again. I mean, the seats are pretty close. Antibodies, look it up. The S10 and the... Dodge Stratus. I drive a Dodge Stratus. I can raise or lower my cholesterol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, staying on theme here with the dad uh, stuff. And I guess it it applies to non-dads too, but I just associate everything with, with anger is mostly dad stuff. But... What's like the most irrational, like the the dumbest thing that you get the most irrationally angry about? Because I have a very specific one that's not a problem anymore because of technology. But man, when I used to have regular headphones, like with the cord, and I would be walking around the house or mostly like in the kitchen, like emptying the dishwasher or cooking or doing something, and I'd have headphones in, listening to like a podcast or something. And dude, when those headphones get caught on the handle of a drawer and they jerk out of your ears and it is so loud, like I want to punch a hole through the countertop when that happens. Is there like, am I the only one that just gets like infuriated with something just so stupid? No, mine is is like a, so it's like, I don't know if you, y'all ever baby proofed your house. Yeah. So did you have like the little hooks that you put on the inside of the cabinet yeah. on the door that hooked in? Yeah. So no matter what, under my sink, I forgot about it every single time. And when I would just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, let me get some trash bags. And then I'm just pissed. All I got to do, you know, was just press the button down, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not having it that day. Cause I'm doing dishes. I'm like in a calm Zen. It's like my favorite thing is to get like hot water, do dishes. And then, Dude. Also, don't don't talk about laundry detergent because I don't want to offend anybody, you know. So, hashtag Melly. But no, I don't like. I'd go and open up the bottom cabinet, and it would just go, and I would just get pissed. Why do you just remember that it was locked? That's the thing. You think I would, but like, I don't. It just it just makes me. It sends me into a level. You need to take like some of that like Prevagen or something. I think I think that would help you a lot. And splashing, splashing in a bathtub. Oh, oh, here's one. Um, Wait, you're splashing York or like the kids splashing? Oh, it's me, Joe. Okay, I thought so. No, they love, and it's like, can you just love, stop? love, you're love to sit in a huge vat of dirty water? <laughs> yeah, let me soak in this. Mm. You can't, you catch uh, your seizures. And I had girls have a UTI. No shit. You've been sitting in your own mud all day long. <laughs> uh my my three-year-old will take my hat off all the time it shouldn't make me mad but it does and it's literally if i'm if i'm like putting his shoes on or like socks and shoes on and then he just every every single time dad i take your hat and then he takes it and then he like throws it across the room or something. I'm like, God. But what he'll learn is like that is universally disrespectful. If you want to fire what, somebody up, if you're if you're at a bar, if you're at somewhere, you want to you're ta- someone's talking shit, you want to fire somebody up, you flick the fucking hat off. Yeah. <laughs> the game, game is over. 
Okay. So remember, Dude. speaking back to like being 21 and stupid, you take a hat, like you take someone's hat off, you take their hat off, you turn it around, you put your hand in the ball of the hat and you rub it in their face. <laughs> That'll fire them the fuck up. I can, I can lead to certain things, can it? I'm telling you, man, if you Someone go up said. to somebody. Life-changing things. You go up to somebody in the middle of Brookhaven Pub and you knock their polo hat off of their head and it falls on the floor. They will call their dad so fast. You know who my dad is. <laughs> You're going to have to buy me a new one. Meet me at Oak Hall. Get me, <laughs> me at Oak Hall. I'm going to pull up in a black BMW convertible, duh. Hey, whoa, whoa. Uh, another excellent segue here on the rad dad pod. I didn't want to ask y'all about, um, utility vehicles and like what is actually, you know, can be utilized for things other than driving from point A to point B. I see them all the time. I don't understand it. And I truly think that there is no understanding it. It's just a flex, but is there any actual use for the G-Wagon? G-Wagon, G-Wagon, G-Wagon. Like, it's not, like, functional whatsoever. Yeah, there was a, there's a good podcast. Um, Malcolm Gladwell does was on the episode, but it's just called, like, Cars. And they reviewed the G-Wagon, like, in, like, an SUV review, like, one-time rankings. And they were like, this accomplishes nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Like, there's nothing that this is actually better at in a specific category than anything else. <laughs> like, oh, shit. That's like, that's harsh, man. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I guess, like, if, you know, if you got the money and you want to flex, like, yeah, you, you do you. But, like, I just see them all the time. And I'm just like, I, I, I guess if you're single and, like, you only have, like, older kids and you really don't need the trunk space or need to like also they go buy a Porsche or something like what the well, why are you buying a G-Wagon like go buy like a nice it. car I'm saying that it can only be for a flex there's no benefit like yeah. yeah well that was like last week where we we talked about the cyber truck briefly like the the truck bed like doesn't even do anything like so why are you gonna sport tracks <laughs> yeah why are you going to buy this stupid ass truck if it doesn't even do anything? Did you see the, I think I sent it to our group text, uh, Marrow tweeted and was like, the Cybertruck looks like the first Tomb Raider's tits. <laughs> yeah. Slightly <Back> <laughs> oh my God. Shout out to Laura Croft. Well, I would say as, as a, because I've, I've always driven cars. And then, Zach, you've always... What are you... Like, I know you've had... Either either a sedan or an SUV. Yeah. York, you're the only one that's driven multiple trucks. I've driven... So you've, you've driven everything, though. You've driven... Everything. Single so cab. So what... S10, Z71, Dodge Stratus. Yeah. Um, Cruise. The, the Chevy Cruze because it was a staple amongst yeah. us all. Um, Baby, you're a song. You made me want to roll my windows <laughs> But had a GMC Acadia. Rest in peace. 
and Chevy fifteen hundred, Chevy twenty five hundred HD. So what what's been your what's been your favorite and least favorite? Um, favorite is the Chevy Cruze. It is yeah. the per, it is the perfect vehicle. Like yeah, it, the, cruise, the cruise was nice. I mean, it's affordable. The gas was awesome. The it was it was like eighteen thousand dollars. So the, the, had full leather. Like they had the, my first car that had air like the car playing it. Yeah, which was just fucking rad. Your interior was nice in that car. It was like brown. It was like it was like bronze and something. Well, the thing is, though, they came out with that cruise hatchback, and that literally was the perfect car because you just put anything in it. Like right. the trunk space was like you open the trunk, you're like, I didn't see this coming. Do you do you like driving your truck now? I like driving. I like the perception of the truck I drive now, but it's humongous. <laughs> I, hate, I hate like it's, it's like, oh, it's time to park. Okay, I'm just going to park across the street in an open parking lot because that's going to be ten times easier than back in this giant tank into a parking spot. When I had a I have a like a fifteen hundred like a equivalent to a Ford, then that's a lot easier and more compact to drive and be able to park somewhere. Yeah. So do you back into a lot of parking spots? Uh, I have to. Yeah. By company uh, policy. Oh, I can't afford okay. my tag. I, our, my tags are up to date. I'll let you know. Loophole. Yep. That was the thing in high school. Living living in like multiple, like two license plate states, I never got the backing in your car. It's like, what does it matter, guys? Like, what are are you doing here? Apparently, it has been proven as safer to back into a space so that when you. Yeah, if you have like a fucking fused neck or something, you can't turn your neck. (laughs) Other than that, you have a backup camera. I really hope Angie listened to this. Oh, God. After what you just said. I was referring to Tiger Woods. <laughs> Shout out, Buick. Least favorite car was the GMC Acadia because it was a little, it was a little, little SUV. It wasn't. It was. It had a third row, but not captain's chairs. And you could fit. Yeah, get the fuck out of here if you don't have captain's chairs. Oh, I'm sorry. I some of us don't live in Nashville, rich man. Well, I don't I have them now. I plan on eventually getting them. Dude, that's why JT's ride's all like freaking awesome. He's got the captain's chairs in there. Well, he's, he's, you know, he that's what I'm saying. Like, for a, we have it for a third row, like captain's chairs makes it that much easier. It does, but like, it's also like it adds, I don't know what it adds to it, but you feel like you're losing the seating. But the thing, like, my truck now, it's a the extended cab, a crew cab, I guess, but you have so much room between. That's the biggest thing about having kids. And what vehicle you're going to pick, you want room between the driver's seats and passenger seat. You want room between that and the back seat. Well, I mean, you want like, especially when the kids are rear facing. That's the worst. Because it's so hard to go around and strap and it's just the worst. You got to have enough space to move everything. The GMC Katie had nothing like that. You had a little bit of a back. You can fold the seats down, but. More than two kids in there is a nightmare, especially when well, that's, they're all that small. Like they will not leave each other alone. That's another thing about captain's chairs is that that's like the next car we get will be a larger vehicle that will have a third row, and we will have captain's chairs because the two kids will be separated and they won't be able to touch each other. 
because ah, they're true. they're already getting to that point where it's like we're gonna mess with each other. But yeah, and then again, like easier to get back to the third row. Just go through the middle. You don't have to like pull a seat down. None of that. Well, if you don't have a third row, that means everyone else has to ride somewhere else. They don't get to scream in your car. Yeah. Joe, what was your favorite and least favorite vehicle you've ever had? Uh, favorite was probably I had a 70 Monte Carlo that I liked a lot. They got Where'd it go? Stolen, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> least favorite? Honestly, probably the well, I don't drive it anymore. My wife drives it, but my wife. Um, the Malibu. Just because it's just boring. My wife. Because <laughs> I just I had to get it. Unfortunately, my cruise, which I really liked, it broke down on the way back from uh, Asheville to Northern Virginia and I was pretty angry because I was going to miss the PGA show. So I told him, I was like, well, instead of me staying here for a day while you get the part in to fix it, just sell me a car with no money down and the exact same monthly payment. And I bought that Malibu. So I don't dislike it at all. It's just a boring car. There's, there's no, there's no character to it. There's no nothing to it. Whereas the, you know, like the Chevelle I had growing up and Monte Carlo, I mean, those were, those were just fun cars. Those are cool cars to drive around. There's Which just one nothing. Was the first like Chevy Cruze. Who got the first one? Yeah, was it Cleve? I think it was Cleve. Me, you, my Christian. parents got one after that. Yeah, we had a lot of Chevy. We like <laughs> the driveway was a lot of Chevy Cruises sometimes. I know they were like these people must own Chevy. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my family owns the dealership, bro. Yeah, we're driving Chevy Cruises. Cruises drive around. <laughs> That's what Dad. If I get a truck, he said, "Fuck you." <laughs> you will get a cruise, and you will like it. Jokes on you, buddy. I love it. No, but that that Monte Carlo sucked, man. Like that, that walking outside of the Golfsmith in Memphis, and uh, you don't see your car. And then uh, shout out Dennis Krieger. Uh, Krieger picks up the lock that got popped out of the door and was like, "Joe, I think this is the lock to your car." I was like, "Thanks, Dennis. How about you go away now? Leave me alone." Wait. It just got straight up stolen. Oh yeah, it just yeah. got stolen like from the parking lot. Never to be seen from again. Austin. Probably got scrapped like that week. Yeah. Wait, like broad daylight? Broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight. Yeah. Huh. How about that? Yeah. So that was a that was a weird feeling. I hope to never experience again. I think my favorite. And it's really close because the first car I ever had was awesome. My parents had an old company car, paid off, sitting in the driveway, gave it to me. It was a Ford Taurus. That thing was clean, great gas mileage. It came stock with a little eight-inch sub. Ooh. So it was it was had had a little wang to it. But I think after that, I got a ninety-eight Eddie Bauer Explorer. Oh, what's a Germantown fucking staple? Holy, <laughs> that is good lord! And now it was a car that my parents bought, and then they got company cars again, so it was just sitting there. And so they're like, "Well, here you can have this. Like, it'll be easier for like all of your, you know, baseball stuff, like whatever. Like, it's a bigger car, blah blah blah. Like, Explorers are great." 
and that thing was clean, like all leather. And this is, you know, back in, I guess, 2002, 2003. So I had the six disc CD changer, which was, that was a game changer. Fuck yeah. Um, and then, yeah, threw some, uh, threw some Memphis 12s in there. What were your six we were, discs? Oh, dude. All, uh, probably, all just burns. Yeah, they were just burn CDs, like a mix of like. Summer mix. <clears throat> yeah. Um, pre-game baseball hype volume seven, you know, like a mix of like Memphis rap and then a bunch of emo. Bunch of, bunch of corn. Dude, corn corn slap yeah, back in the day. Falling away from me. Let's go. Dude, freak on a leash. Come on. Um, and then yeah, I was actually going to somebody's house in Olive Branch. What's the highway, Joe, that went out to that church that we played in that basketball league? That's just uh three oh two. Yeah, 302. Yeah, I was driving, and this old man, and I shit you not, I think he was in an S10, uh, just merged. I was in the left lane, and I was in like, I was, I had cruise control on, and just started, you know, I was in like his blind spot, and he just started merging and like was not, didn't see me. And so I kind of tapped the brakes and then kind of moved to the left before I was going to drop back to let him get over. And hit the uh, gravel on the shoulder. Cool. All she wrote. Flip yeah. that thing. Yeah, those uh, explorers were uh, they weren't uh, they weren't that stable once they got a little wobbly. A little top heavy. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I flipped twice. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, seatbelts, man. Nothing happened, but uh, cracked the uh, roof. So that was it. So she gone. Um, I tell people all the time, if that didn't happen, I'd probably still have that car. <laughs> did you have a Malibu great. after that? Did you have a Malibu for a second? I did in college. Yeah, I had the uh, right. had the old the Batmobile. Um, <laughs> in between, I had a uh, Jeep Cherokee. Um, which man, those things are problematic as fuck. <laughs> Something always. <laughs> Everybody I know that has a Jeep Cherokee has had either the exact same thing go wrong. It's either the, um, <coughs> the engine overheats or the windows break, like the power windows. Message Jeeps in general are built to fail after a certain point. Oh yeah. It's like, if you don't have a Wrangler, which I mean, Wranglers still have some issues, but like anything, any other Jeep is going to just fall apart. Um, it's like shout out to people paying like a hundred thousand dollars for that new Wagoneer. Like it's still a Jeep. Dude. Yeah, no, it's hell no. But yeah, I had the uh, had the Malibu. That was actually the first like actual brand new car I ever got. I was lucky yeah. enough my my parents had a bunch of hand me downs, and that was like one they got me. I think, I think they got it for me for like my twentieth birthday. Like nice. drove it off the lot, and that thing was awesome. Drove that all the way through college, after college, and then sold it before I moved to New York. Um, yeah, man, Chevy's Chevy's are solid. I like Chevy's. I'm not. I'm not big on like, oh, American-made baby, but like, never had an issue with, with the Malibu. Hey, like a rock, man. Yeah, Bob Seger. That's right. Um, then now we got the we got the Subaru Outback. That's as solid as you can get. And then um, the Honda CRV, man, it's still going, and um, good gas mileage. 
Those things are built to last too. Good resale value on those. We're going to test that out here in a month or so. Um, all right, let's keep it rolling. All right, so this is one I always like asking people this that watch a lot of television or are fans of television. Um, and basically because like the home box office started it all. Like HBO was like, they really started the whole trend of, you know, actual appointment television that was not on cable. Premium um, television. Yeah. Sunday what? night. That's what's popping. Exactly. Um, what would you say are your favorite HBO shows of all time? I know that's hard, but like, give me, we can, we can go around the horn again. Like are we, we are we, are we drafting again? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do fun. another. Let's, yeah, this will be a thing we do. Let's just do drafts. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start again, alphabetical order. So Adam, you, you, you go first. All right. Um, first, I'll choose Kirby Enthusiasm. Top pick. Larry David. Definite one seed. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, I feel like, I mean, I feel like we almost should exclude certain shows. Just <laughs> They're obvious. I feel like, the I feel fact like, that yeah. I went with that over another one is impressive. I took that just to be an asshole to you, Joe. I, no, I, I know what you did there. Just like you did with Crystal's <laughs> last week. So, I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I know, I know where you live, man. I know where you live. I swear to God. <laughs> just gonna it's, that. I just moved. It's so. like um, probably like one of the few shows. Um, there are a lot out there, but like Curb probably does it best where it is so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. But, yeah. but it is still so good because it's like uncomfortable. The office like you have done something. Y- yeah. And I mean, yeah, Larry David just it, it's just perfect for that role i have to pause it sometimes like walk out of the room just like man because i get like i get like um what's called like restless legs like when stuff gets uncomfortable like that in a tv show i got like restless legs so i have to pause it and like walk up and get around for a second and then i can come back in like three or four minutes later oh yeah i mean i had to take a break from watching it for a while because it would just it was so cringy all right, this is one of those um, shows like they have like real quick they like have usually every show like something uncomfortable happens there's a bad like there's a climax of like oh shit what's gonna happen but don't worry end of the episode it's all gonna work out it never worked out never ever 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 ever, ever works out, out for <laughs> pretty much out pretty much later. the the end of every episode is just Larry like being told that he's an asshole and then the yep. credits roll it's great I love it all right rest Joe. in peace Funkhauser. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, number two pick. I'll go a little outside the box here from where I think a lot of people would think I would go that know me. Um, just because it was so damn good. He's bound and down. Oh, man. Like, just from, so good. from episode one, just a flamethrower to your face of just nonstop jokes that hit constantly. World yeah, star. Like, like, <laughs> the baseball shades that he would always wear. <laughs> like now, but now like Oakley was like, you know what? We'll take this. Yeah. We're going to make this cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the video circle, Patrick Mahomes wearing those glasses that's, for Oakley. And now yeah. it's, you know, and he sounds just like, <laughs> uh, 
Kenny Powers. Freaking Kenny Powers in that interview. He did. Yeah. Yeah. That was so funny. Was that the best person on that show the, was the, the, the guy that worked at the school and he was like, Kenny Powers. Best, best supporting character <laughs> maybe in television history. Just. Then when he lost it, he would just lose it. <laughs> you talking about Stevie? Yeah. yeah. Stevie Janowski. I mean, there's nothing better than the, the very first episode. He's getting followed out of the school by a guy. And he's like, remember, I banged your sister. And just turns around and just wallops him in the face. And it just oh, hits that, that title card, like, opening scene. And it's just like, oh, hell yeah, here we go. Um, Maybe a little more outside the box. Some people might say it's recency bias, but I... I've been on record several times saying that I think it's probably one of the best season ones of television of all time. And I'm going to go with severance. Ooh. I mean, the whole plot is just fucking genius. And I mean, just top to bottom, the cast is just, it's so good. I mean, Adam Scott is phenomenal. Um, Helly Britt La- uh, Brit Lower is, is so good. Patricia Arquette's hilarious. John Turturro, um, Zach Cherry, who plays Dylan. I mean, everything about it is is just the way it's shot is so good. Like all the ca- like camera angles, and it, it's so it, it's it's a weird combination. Like it's very creepy, but like the way they shoot it is like they don't want it to be creepy. Like it's supposed to be like, this is an office. Um, but yeah, I loved it and thought that like w- when it finished, I was immediately Googling like, okay, they were new to season two. Right. And, uh, they did. Um, I was, I was blown away by it. I thought it was tremendous. I know like Adam Scott was working on it for years and they finally got it. Like pandemic obviously slowed things down, but they finally got it shot. Um, Easily one of my favorite television shows ever. Um, all right, uh, let's go. York, you're up next. Yeah, I can go next. Um, we're sticking with HBO Succession. I'll jump on and take that one. Fuck off. The fact that, the fact, fuck off. The fact that it's a round two pick. Real quick, side note, favorite character on Succession. Are you asking or you're about to I'm, say I'm asking. I'm asking y'all, so I'll give you mine. I mean, I probably it's really close between Greg Dieg and 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 Tom. Tom's the best. Yeah, Tom's I think he's the absolute yeah. best. You start the off bat- and you think that he's just gonna be the big dickhead of this show, but he's hilarious. And like them two have this bromance the entire time that is <laughs> awesome. Also, he's a perfectly casted show in my mind. Like for the, for the characters, yes, absolutely perfect casting. Yeah, it's no notes. Everybody is great. Um, yeah, yeah, that show is is so good. Final season coming out. Final season. Also, is Shiv hot? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Sarah power, Snook. I think the power puts her over that edge, but like, oh yeah, I think she's hot. If you saw her in the she, bar, would you talk to her right now, York? How close is she? Two stools down from you. Oh, 
Okay. Plus, okay. Shiv is just a cool nickname. It is a cool name. Shiv, hey, right. Shiv I'd like a bitch you won't. <laughs> All right, Joe. Where are we going? We going recent? We going old school? Uh, I'll go somewhat old school, just because it's a it was a it's a multi watch uh, HBO series for me. Is uh, is the wire? Which yeah, that's kind of like the basic like white guy thing to say, but uh, I mean it is like that's like every yeah. like every white sports writer in America will tell you like why the wire is the best show ever. When really it's like it's just a fucking cool show. It has good stories every year, including season two, um, and just has a really really good solid cast of characters that even some of the ones that are quote unquote on the bad side of things, you still have an emotional reaction feeling for, which is to me, good writing, good casting, good directing. Um, just a great show overall. I mean, just a loaded, you got Michael K. Williams, Dominic West, Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba. Elba. I mean, loaded. And I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's the wire is talked about as like one of the best shows ever, like yeah. regardless of who, who airs it i mean yeah i mean just like the whole the whole like complexity of how they portray like cops and newspaper reporters and like the war on drugs and like everything in between and union leaders (laughs) yeah like it was just perfect like like school like i mean so good um We can't do an HBO draft, and I'm, I'm this is wild that it's a second round pick. But I mean, I finally watched it. Finally watched it, and I totally get the hype after watching it. Like when I was done, I was like, "Oh my god, I got to watch it again." The Sopranos, like, oh yeah, it's you know, people say it's like people people say The Sopranos is like the show that really started the like prestige television. Yeah, like craze. Um, I mean, like, obviously, probably the most infamous cut to black scene ever in television history. Um, I mean, the characters, like the longevity of the arcs, and um, you know, people talk about it all the time about how it was like pretty accurate with how things were portrayed, with how the mob scene was, and I mean, oh, I mean, come on, like, how can you? I mean. I mean, I mean, we're obviously talking about like the best shows ever. So obviously the cast are great, but I mean, James Gandolfini was was incredible. Um, you know, Jamie Lynn Siegler playing Meadow Soprano, Michael Imperioli, um, Christopher. yeah, Chrissy. Um, yeah, that was a death. That was a death that affected me. Like that was very rarely watching a show will like a death be like, oh shit, that sucks, dude. Like when Christopher dies, and it's like, holy shit, man, like. That sucks. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And how, how it happens. Happen. Like, no spoilers, I guess, but how it happens. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah. They ever figure out, like, who did, like, who did shoot JR, you know? They did figure that out. It was, uh, it was the brunette lady. Mm. Yeah. There's no well, dress. It always is. Probably the coolest part of the show to me was, uh, Polly Walnuts. Tony Sirico was like an actual, like convicted, like criminal. Yeah. 
Like he wasn't a fake tough guy. Like he great was, too. Oh yeah, had the uh, like the silver silver fox on the side. But yeah, I mean Don't he mean. was um, convicted of like several crimes, arrest, arrested like twenty eight times, um, like before he got into acting. So like he he was basically like playing an uh, playing a quote role, but like he knew what he, he was doing. It. Yeah. <laughs> No method acting there. That was just real life. No, yeah. He was just being himself. Um, all right, York. Yeah, let's go one more. Game of Thrones. I, You know, I'm surprised you picked that. You Just, just because of how angry you were when it initially... You were legitimately more angry about that than you were about... Um, Dexter. Dexter, you were more angry about that than Dexter. I was, I was, but thinking back, I switched that take because of the, like Dexter, that was stupid. It was so stupid that I didn't even watch the reboot. Well, Dexter <laughs> never stood a chance because the whole writer's room changed and it just ruined the show. Right, but I mean, with with Game of Thrones, like it was. The, the thing that ruined that show, like from a perception standpoint, was the expectate the the amount of time you had to come up with your own ending, yeah, to disappoint yourself. The no, fact that everyone knew what the ending they they had to do it so far off of what everyone wrote about and did a podcast about and talked about what it should be, all this kind of stuff. Here's what's going to happen. Here's all the fan fiction and here's all the you know evidence of what is going to happen if you read the books back then we got to think about the 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 bloodlines and this and this and this and this yeah of course like they have that much time to write and rewrite yeah they're not going to do what everybody expects yeah like when what they do if you were to watch the whole thing and i'll stand by this little dad uh, if you watch from the beginning to the end again or even 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 a new person's never watched it beginning to end without the break and you're just flowing through it. Yeah. It's fine. The and only thing, the only like thing different media is, react constant right. to every episode. Right. And it's yeah. like, it's like, like no one was going to be pleased because yeah. if it wasn't, if, if it was what everybody said it was going to be, then the problem is, Oh, well fucking predictable. Yeah. So there's no winning. It's like, yeah. it's a, what do they say? It's a, a damned if you do damned, if you don't like, yeah. I mean, I mean the, people got upset about the lighting of an episode. Like, fuck off. Like, I mean, my TV shit. So I was kind of upset about that because I couldn't see anything. But it's my fault for being poor, though. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll get you there. But that was why I would always fall asleep watching it. See, I didn't. I was so, I remember. So I remember when the Oreos came out. They had come out with Oreos that had the Game of Thrones, like, house sigils on the Oreos. And I was like, I'm not even going to eat these. I ate them. Well, you were like, I think when it got around to the last season, I, I remember having this conversation with you and being like, hey, man, like, we need to temper your expectations on this. Because, like, I watched all the seasons, too, but I kind of went down last season going, hey, like, I don't think it's going to end the way we want it to. And I, like, wanted to prepare you because I knew how things had happened in the past. And I was like, look, don't expect, like, to be, like – happy about the way this is like trying it's to all your I talked about I mean it was every I know, day I would find a reason to bring up Game of Thrones it drove me crazy and I hate that about myself it you're took me so long to actually watch the show you're a passionate fan you know that's a good thing 
you mentioned like the social media reaction and stuff. Probably my favorite thing about Game of Thrones was uh, Matt Ufford at SB Nation would do the scorecards after every episode. Those were amazing. I remember those. I think yeah. I'll send a I'll send a link so York will probably go on a deep dive and and read them. Um, All right, next yeah. episode we have to do a draft of deep dives. Oh, deep dive draft. That'll be good. But deep deep dive draft alliteration. Duh, duh, duh. Then one day we'll yeah. do a draft of draft triple D. Beer. Chris Berman taking draft all the beer. does in Canada. Delete, delete, delete. Little codeine Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it my pick? Do I have to go for my third round? You get your third round. Yeah. yeah. Barry. Damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> God, so good. No ho Hank, one of the best secondary characters ever. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know he wasn't even going to be a part of the show after season one. I think I did read that somewhere. But, I mean, you, I mean, watching the show, you wouldn't understand how that – yeah, it just – ah, God, just a hilarious, dark comedy. Like, oh, God, so good. <laughs> yeah, he – he was apparently just supposed to be a season one character and then the storyline obviously shifts and he was going to go away. But like the fans loved him so much that they were like, we, we got to keep him. Um, one of the best like television characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Bill Hader is just phenomenal, like easily his best work. Yeah. And I mean, just the whole storyline and then, um, <laughs> Henry Winkler is so good. <laughs> Like it's, he's good in everything, absolutely I mean, everything. Uh, all right, yeah. you can get some serious Fast and the Furious vibes off of uh, the last episode of the the latest season. Yeah, great motorcycle chase scene. God, yeah, that was a probably my favorite episode is the uh, when they're at the supermarket, the fight in the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> With the uh, karate dad. So good. All right, Zach, you have one more choice, and there's only one more choice left. Okay, well, I'm probably not going to pick what you think I'm going to pick. All right, you say what you think I'm going to pick. That's so y'all both have to say it on three. All right, on three. I'll count. On three or on, on go? One, two, three, go, or one, two, three? <laughs> one, two, three. Just on three. One, two, three. Okay. Yeah. One, Two, three. True Detective. Sharp Objects. Oh. What did you say? True Detective. Oh. We yeah. love True I, Detective. I forgot about True Detective. I'm trying to be outside the box a little bit. Well, now, True Detective season one is up there with Severance, like as one of the best season ones ever. Season two was pretty decent. Season two didn't have Alexandra Daddario. <laughs> True. I didn't hate season two as much as everybody else did. Now I'll say that the Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn. Season. Yeah. They just tried to do too much. Like there was too season much going was, on. I like season three though with, um, I don't want to butcher his name. York, what's his name? Um, Mahershala. Mahershala yeah. Ali. Yeah. The, the goat. Yeah. Okay. He's great. Um, sharp oh, yeah, objects, great. sharp, sharp objects was fucking phenomenal. Um, the twist at the end, or not really a twist, but like the the reveal at the end was so good. Um, like Amy Adams was incredible. Yeah, like she was 
so good. And like the mom was like perfectly cast with like that, um, which it was kind of funny because, you know, it's set in Missouri, but she was playing this like old South, like mom. Um, but I mean, God, it was so good. And like, yeah, I, I, I didn't like, didn't really think that that was what was going to be revealed at the end. Um, you know, I'm going to save the spoilers for the people that may have not seen it and want to watch it. But yeah, Patricia Clarkson is the mom, Chris Messina. Um, uh, I mean, it was, God, it was good. Um, yeah, I, I thought that's one of the best shows that we've ever seen. Like it was truly one where like, cause I'm really bad about being on my phone or my computer while we watch stuff. Cause I'm constantly like Googling or Wikipedia and stuff to try to figure out like, Oh, I recognize this person. Where are they from? Or like, yeah. Ooh, I wonder where this is shot. Like, I want to see where this is shot. Like I'm always doing like research, but I don't um, want to like, when I figure something, when I see something that I recognize and I, it's on the tip of my tongue, I don't want to look it up. I want to figure it out because it's the most satisfying thing. Old school. Yeah. Yeah, but, with, with sharp objects though. I feel bad because I, I I watched. It's like how many? It's like eight or ten episodes, right? Yeah. So it was. I guess it was technically a mini series. Yeah. Like the so episodes were really like, long. I watched like the first like seven or eight episodes, and then I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It wasn't bad, but I was just like, I don't want to watch it anymore. So I just looked up the Wikipedia on it. <laughs> yeah, it was eight episodes. Okay, so I watched like the first six and then just looked up the Wikipedia. Not because it wasn't good. It was just like, I just want to know the ending. I was like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. Um, all right. Any uh, others receiving votes that we left out? So we named the top four. Um, a good one that's in there. Silicon Valley is a good one. Yeah. Um, White Lotus, new but good. Got re- Silicon Valley got repetitive near the end, though, kind of like every. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything was kind of the same. Yeah. I agree. Deadwood. Oh, yeah. Deadwood's good. Probably like one of the greatest period pieces of all time. And I mean, the cast is stupid loaded. York, do we uh, do we bring that up to Zach and let him get a redo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Zach. Do you want to name an HBO show or do you want to name, yeah. something you name an HBO TV? show for your uh, pick? What do you mean? You named it after your, your top pick was you're like the Raiders. You missed on your top pick. <laughs> Jesus. We what both looked fucking, up. We were like, what a clown. <laughs> this is good pod. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch that show. I didn't know it was on HBO. It's not. <laughs> God. Can you get my Apple TV login, bro? Hey, you got one? You can probably well, guess the password. Um, me and JT always argue about who's got Peacock and who doesn't. You paying for the cock, dude? Peacock. I got Peacock. I got everything. Man, you know I got Peacock. Speaking of Peacock, that's how I watched uh, Travis Kelsey on SNL. Natural. Who? Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you might have heard of him. Well, since I'm a fucking idiot and said an Apple TV show for the HBO draft, why don't we just do other shows that are other TV? Because I'm a fucking too late. Moron. Next pod. Oh, too late. Next pod. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. Uh, we'll go linear station by linear station. We'll do a CBS, NBC. Oh, you, you wait till ABC. ABC, you're fucking ABC. Done. CW, yeah, you're, you're, you're fucked when we do CW. <laughs> <laughs> 
See what's what what is on the CW? That's like where like uh, Riverdale and stuff was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just get a cheat sheet from Amanda. On that. Don't do that. Um, also, I'm in mean, the false info. The Vampire Diaries. Jesus. True Good blood. God. What a fucking moron! I can't believe I did that. I mean, we we like I was gonna let you try to save it and like realize it on your own. <laughs> And then you, you said it a few more times. And I was like, he's not, it's not hitting him. It's just not hitting him. Me all. and Joe were both in the chat at 944 at the same time saying, that's not HBO. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, maybe maybe it's just such upper echelon that I thought it was HBO. Oh. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm going to fix that pick, I mean, I might go with. Uh, Tell us the, lefto- the Leftovers was was great. I heard about John, it. I never seen it. Tell us the crypt was it? the first show that like I walked in on my parents' neighbors watching it. First time I saw boobs on TV. First off, I can't would, could like somebody have said like real sex? Hey, HBO, like show. HBO show. Yeah. Nobody said six feet under. That was a good one. <laughs> that was one of like the, the early ones. That was, yeah. O- Oz was another one that was big in the beginning. Oz was rough. This is good. We do a whole category, and then I do it wrong. Um, it's like, it's like we're workshopping this thing. This is episode what seven we'll workshop? Yeah, this is. It was a bit. Five, it was a bit. Whatever. I talked to my mom earlier, and she was like, "Adam, I'm trying to listen to episode three, but for some reason on Spotify, I'm just just not downloading." And I was like, "Well, not downloading. Listen to it anywhere you listen to your podcast. I'm not downloading anything until I get my contract worked out with you guys." It's in the mail. I'll put ink on paper, read, read, baby. Read it thoroughly. What are we moving on to now? Are we moving on to grilling next? Yeah, we can do. Uh, I saw that on there. I was kind of excited about it because we're like, I mean, York, York probably hates me because I think all last summer I was just telling him to come down to Olive Branch to like grill out and watch TV and drink beers in the garage. And he was like, you're a loser. But as, I was long like, as, you don't, as long as you don't grill ribs because your ribs fucking suck. Oh, damn. All right, let's go there then. Redeem yourself. No, my my ribs did suck. You know, I just I I was really I struggled with temperature control last summer. Um, just couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite get it right. Just couldn't quite get it right. Um, I would say though, kind of going into this summer, I'm going to refocus on that definitely, and really try to get something you know nice and tender, moist. You know, out of the old uh, kettle grill. You can't uh, say tender and moist in the same sentence. You got your main staples, though. You know, you got a little pork tenderloin. We're going to be throwing down here pretty soon. Got some new, uh, got some new rubs that uh, Gretchen brought in from Salt Lake City. So I'm really excited about that. Speaking um, of rubs in Salt Lake City, could she walk when she got off the plane? I'm seeing your dad. All no week. comment. Um, Jesus. You know, maybe there's some classic like beer can chicken in there. Maybe like some whole. I was chicken about to bring it up. Yeah, some beer can chicken. Last time I had um, beer can chicken was Spurs Grizzlies playoff eight one. Oh God! Matchup. Me and JT shaved our heads. <laughs> oh, that was awful. Why? We said if the Grizzlies won game one, we we're going to shave our heads. I gave him a little what haircut I, in the backyard. What I didn't know was JT had his uh, graduate pictures for Ole Miss coming up, and to say that classic mistake. His girlfriend was unhappy. She was unhappy. Not happy at all. (laughs) 
shaving your head before school pictures, thinking severance is on HBO. It happens. Yeah. Um, new beer can chicken. Beer can chicken is like one of the easiest things, but one of the best things. Oh yeah. What beer do you use? I know what Joe uses. What do I use? Yeah. I think the last time I did, I just did a butt heavy. Joe's probably used butt heavy, but I remember using PBR. Yeah, yeah. I would buy those, buy those cheap. Uh, they're still the cheapest, like like the Olive Branch Market and stuff. Just the six uh, six pack, sixteen ounces of PBR. Yeah. yeah. Better uh, the old Milwaukee uh, Sixers used to do the same thing. The mild beast. No, but like I just feel like I was my last apartment that I lived in in Alexandria, you couldn't grill. Like, just didn't have a grill set up at all. And then before that, you know, lived in some that maybe had the option, but like it never worked. And it was a propane winner, things like that. And, you know, back in the day, it, you know, that was like a staple doing that here. So last summer when I got back home, like I literally probably grilled out like two or three nights, like every week just to kind of get back into it. That's my problem is whenever I do it, like I won't do it for so long. Then I go back to yeah. it. I'm like, all right, how do I? I got to figure out the whole temperature again. Especially, so yeah, I got just like you do. I got one of those. Um, you got a kettle grill, yeah. Yeah, you got one of those, and like you're trying to like regulate the heat and whatnot. So you got a you, charcoal. Do you while. prefer? Um, do you prefer charcoal or do you prefer propane? Propane. You do. Yeah, simplicity and. Huh. Those grills are just easier to use. Uh, uh. I'm intrigued by the by the pellet grills because your your pizza oven that you got that's pellet fed, I like that a lot. Oh yeah, it's awesome. So I'm kind of intrigued by like the pellet, the, like the I mean, pellet and stuff. Propane is great for like the ease of it and it's quick. Yeah. Like using charcoal or like briquettes or something like that. Like you you know. You got to light the chimney and you got to let the coals get hot. And it's a process. And when you're, you're cooking for people that are not adults who are not patient, you got to be quick. Makes it a little um, tough. Yeah. But yeah, if you're doing something like smoking a, a beer can chicken or some ribs or you're doing a, you know, a steak or, you know, just some, you know, regular old, you know, cheeseburgers, like, heck yeah. Like, I like I like I like a charcoal. So I made that's that's what we did this weekend. Made um, sliders mixing uh, ground chuck and sirloin. Nice. Uh, made some like sliders this weekend. It was phenomenal. Put it on Hawaiian bread. Ooh, toasted. So you do that. You you, you um, make the meat and then you grill it, and then afterwards you put uh, your bun down, put the meat on there, do cheese, cheese, cheddar, or um, Colby Jack, and then you put the other cheese on top of it, put it in the oven, let it bake with that, like the thick, not we're not talking fucking crap, it's gonna melt in two seconds. But the the sharp cheddar cheese you put on there, it'll melt while it's still kind of cooking a little bit, like in a 350 oven on a pan, and then it toasts your bread just a little bit. Then when it comes out, you put the uh, top butt on there with the condiments, everything's perfectly. Melted to the note oozing like a perfect slider, like a like a slider in slider. Did um 
did y'all's cooking habits change with kids or did y'all just kind of say, Hey, you know, at a certain point, you know, they're going to eat what we're eating. You know, did those change at all? Or how did that, how did y'all have to adjust to that? Uh, you got to do some, uh, there's like a term for it. Um, I want to say it's like familiar foods or like safe foods or, you know, just yeah. some like little side items or just something that, you know, they're going to eat and they like and eat a lot, but no, not really. We, uh, we pretty much let them eat whatever we cook for the most yeah. part. Um, I mean, now like both of my kids love salmon and like, we'll throw that in the air fryer and man, they, they gobble that up. And then, um, you know, heck I made some, uh, I just made a, a classic, just Italian sandwich a couple weeks ago. Nice Ooh. ciabatta. Yeah. Did some arugula, a little balsamic glaze. And, um, now it was the, the three-year-old, you know, he ate about half of his and liked it. Nice. We, um, you know, obviously the, the one-year-old is not equipped yet to eat a sandwich but um but yeah like i was i was like yeah we'll let him try it like maybe he won't like it but yeah he ate half of it um yeah i mean you know that's a i'm anxious to see how your girl is like eating because my son he has been eating like a champion for three years now and he's seven my daughter's I worry about him. We went to the zoo yesterday, which we're going to talk about the most overrated places on earth. I hate the zoo. Really? Hate it. Because the Memphis like, Zoo is, is solid, too. I, I, I get it, but it's like, okay, let's go to the zoo. It's like, okay. Um, you walk in, cat country, and then the rest of it is chaos. But it never changes. What changed was the pandas. Mm-hmm. We just lost one. Now there's a grave site. We have to explain that to our kids. And we just want to find a way to the monkeys. But then, like, the kids are so tired by the end of it, they want to go home. And you miss the monkeys. Unless you go inside to eat and you see the fun monkeys that are tapping on the glass, throwing poo at you while you're trying to, you know, eat your undercooked hamburger. But anyway, so we went to the zoo and like my kids, they, they don't, my daughter, she's just like, I just, I'm so tired. My uh, six-year-old, she's like, I'm so tired. Yeah, my legs are good. I don't have any energy. I said, well, you haven't eaten anything. We make, we make meals. We try to get you to eat what we eat. We cook out. We do this. We do that. I get you pizza, get you, you know, all summer. We try to get them to eat what we ate. We'd go to Huey's. We'd go to these different places and say, hey, try this. You know, you see us eating it. You eat it. You know, Lucas is trying to be a good example. He's eating everything, but they just... I'm honestly shocked they're alive because they do. The girls do not eat. It's not that they just candy eat or specific things. They just don't eat. They don't eat. Period. Yeah, but I mean, they'll eat. Oh, I'll take a yogurt, or I'll take a uh, peanut butter and jelly, or I'll take a. I'll take some candy. You have some candy. You have some chocolate milk, pink milk, chocolate milk, pink milk. And it's like, no, so you can maybe have that as a reward. But like, I got to where I stopped keeping this stuff in my house because. Yeah. If you're hungry, this is what you're going to eat. If not, we're going to get in a fight about it, and you're going to go to bed pissed off. But, you know, and getting that on the same page with how their mother does things, it's, you know, 
Trust. Oh, trust. Tr- it's called it's called trust, but you can't verify. <laughs> crossed uh, crossed wires, maybe on that. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, that is a very. I mean, frustrating, so frustrating situation. So far, the little homie, like she eats everything. Like she, she takes after her dad. There, like she's like just a bottomless pit. Like she is not picky yet at all. She will try everything. Like I mean, we've done pretty much every vegetable known to man. Um, you know, we'll do salmon. I'll do stuff in the crock pot. We'll do pulled pork. We'll do you know spare ribs or you know butternut squash or you know spaghetti squash. Like no, she she'll she's at least trying it or she's just cleaning the whole plate. So kids love. Sweet potatoes. Yeah. I think it's mostly because like a lot of that process, like baby food has it in it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So when you're doing that, you want to kind of try to get them towards that. They love the whole strawberry banana, you know, Gerber, that kind of stuff. Um, Joe, are y'all going to breastfeed? Tell me right now, if y'all going to breastfeed, you yeah, have to answer. So. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh. <laughs> Amanda, you have to breastfeed. Well, and then I think another thing um, in terms of like the, the feeding and everything, I know that we have a couple of friends that had kids fairly recently, and one of them's doing it. And I think Amanda's kind of intrigued to do it too. But have you ever heard of uh, the baby led weaning at all? Explain that. Huh? Maybe I have. I just never heard that. No, so it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. It would be like, um, like even when the baby like, doesn't have teeth, you, you give it like, food like well they can't choke on it or anything of course but like you let them like gnaw on the strawberry gnaw on the the, the chicken gnaw like you're letting them like gnaw and like get the so it's it's like early learned learned eating yeah yeah whether they're getting because it's about i mean it's consistency and repetition of, of getting used to that kind of stuff and they'll yeah. eat it sooner so yeah. it's pretty freaky to watch like i was kind of when amanda was showing me at first i was like that seems dangerous. It is dangerous, but I bet you have to like very. I bet when you do that, you have to monitor it like hands the fuck on. You know, you you do, you do, and I mean, in, in theory, like you just kind of. I mean, it almost at some of the points, it's almost comical because it's like the child can't choke on it necessarily because it's a big fucking piece of meat in front of them, and they just kind of gnaw and slobber on it. But apparently, you know, people like doing it, so I think we're gonna give that a try too. She can explain I, it a lot better than me too. No, no, I, I know exactly. Yeah, what she's gonna, I don't think you can think about it. There's horror stories of stuff happening, but how I learned to swim, I was thrown in the deep end, and I figured it the fuck out. Why? Because I was not going to die that day. You, you still know? can't swim. I could, You're slow as shit. Was, oh God, I can swim down the pool and back like four times underwater. You can do it like a half a time. Because you're like an, you're, there's something wrong with you to where you're like this fish that can't stop. That's true. You, you shouldn't be, and no offense to you, but like you're bigger than me. Like your style, you should be able to swim, you know, underwater the entire time, front, back, front, back, front, back. That stresses me the fuck out. Yeah. I'm aerodynamic. Like the whole time. Like I'm going to end up with the top going. Bloop, bloop. It's, all the, it's all the body hair. It's actually aerodynamic. But now, ooh. Oh, yeah. But that was it was just weird. Like I was thinking about that in terms of like the other day I was cooking. I can't remember what I was cooking. I was cooking something. And I was like, man, I was like, does this change? I was like, is this like, is this something that has to be adjusted for me here? Like in coming up on like a month? Like, so. So my situation is a little bit different than y'all's, yeah. than Zach's is and then what yours is. So like I have um, 
certain days that I have my kids, some days, certain days that I don't, obviously. But what I've learned is like, okay, I have, especially on Friday nights or Thursday nights, when I pick the girls up or pick all the kids up, I'll get them. Like, okay, well, I got to feed them when I get home. They got to do, they got to eat. They got to do homework. They got to take a bath. Got to go to bed. So yeah. Like, all right. I have to eat at some point. So I will eat before I leave work. I'll go ahead and knock that out. Yeah. So I don't have to stress about that when I get home. But in your situation, y'all can plan the whole day and, you know, do it. It's a whole different animal in my book. But, you know, I always have like ambitions like early in the week. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to plan right now. We're going to make a um, like this and this and this. They're going to love it. They're going to help me cook it. Going to help me do this. They're going to love it because they're a part of it. No, no, <laughs> fucking chaos. And I'm like, here's a peanut butter and jelly. But. What? Um, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, because you were thinking about me swimming underwater. It's okay. Yeah, you're like Echo. Still thinking about Severance being on HBO. Um. <laughs> Oh my god, what was I gonna say? Um yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. But yeah, I mean, uh kids eating is it's it's like a so it's a very delicate dance. Like you can't you can't like be too forceful. You gotta you gotta be like, hey man, like you know, here I'm gonna introduce you to some foods. Just try it. If you don't like it. Hey, it's all good. Like, it's fine. I was about to say, is it kind of maybe you lose the battle, but it's to win the war overall? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where, like, they're kind of they're they're kind of subconsciously wanting to explore it. Yeah. It's like on their terms. So now it's just like, you know, hey, here's your plate of food, buddy. Like, this is dinner, you know. Do not ask again. Have fun. (laughs) That's it. And then you just kind of walk away and you like, you know, you you know, we eat, you know, we make sure the other one's fed and, you know, we kind of do our own thing. Um, But, you know, like York said, like you get thrown in a pool, like you figure it out one way or the other, like they're going to eat, like they're going to find ways to get fuel. It's at some point, but every kid's different. Like they're not how I do my kids. are not going to be how you handle your kids. But I mean, I I always try to, I've, I've tried methods of, you know, they're not doing this. They're not doing this. And you learn that over time. And then you realize, okay, well, maybe they, if I'm excited, like with my kids, if I'm excited about something that we're making, or if I amp it up or hype it up, like no matter what you do, your kids are going to absolutely adore you most of the time. So whatever you do, they're going to be excited about doing. If you're excited about it, they're excited about it. Yeah. You know, so doing it that way and then making the food fun. Like I went and got, it was December or November and I went and found these heart sandwich cutters. So whatever I make, if I could fucking put that cutter on that piece of food and make it look like a heart or a dinosaur, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Cause that's fun to them. They're going to eat that. Yeah. I mean, if they see one piece of crust, I'm a dead man. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, I don't know how people, I mean, obviously it's done, but man, having kids that are little and eating and not having a dog or multiple dogs to help clean up 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Like it's, it saves us so much time. Oh, you're not kidding. Cause like the one-year-old now gets to the point where like when she gets done, she just starts feeding the dogs or just knocking <laughs> everything off. Um, but yeah, like if we ever go to my parents and like we have a dog sitter and we don't have them, like, I mean, it's like, oh shit, I forgot. Like we got to clean this up. Yeah. This is, this is extremely messy. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like you go to a restaurant and like the kid does that and it's like, oh, like. Yeah, this never happens at home because we yeah. have two vacuum cleaners. Um, yeah, I've always thought of that. And it's just like, man, like, I mean, that's probably adding a whole nother five, ten minutes to dinner time and cleanup. God, yeah, can't imagine. The joys to look forward to. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right, let's let's close up with a couple couple sports related topics here. Um, we'll go with this one first, and then we'll close with something a little more relevant to the uh, the times. But um, let's favorite college football uniforms, and it can be classics, it can be an alternate, it can be a throwback, whatever. Joe's going to hate this. Um, 2001 Miami Hurricanes. The sports bra uniforms? Back when they were Nike. Had, had the had the stuff yeah. right here. The sports bra, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I need one because of my man boobs, but I don't want to wear one on my jersey. Moobs. Back when they had Kenny Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Willis McGahee. Greg Olson. Back team. Andre and Johnson. The, the Miami, Andre Johnson. Jesus. The Christ. Miami uniform, too, though. Like the bad thing about it is like when they when they were winning the championships like in the eighties and yeah, the early nineties, just having the the classic like Northwestern stripe on their sleeve was a great look. I mean, they have great colors. Yeah. That was a great look. And they just I mean, Nike's gonna put you in whatever template they want to put you into. So it doesn't matter. But I mean, those those were not their best offerings. That's just like yeah. I mean, your opinion though. That's true. It's just my opinion. I'm an idiot about most uniform things, according to most people too. So. You, you don't like the whole armpit sweat. I, I didn't like that. Like pit stains, sports Broncos. Wear a just wear a jersey for Christ's sakes. Like do like a UCLA stripe or a Northwestern stripe, and you're good to go. But that's it. Unless you're, um, unless you're my beloved University of Memphis Tigers, and it's just like do as many combinations as you can because the kids. <laughs> Tigers try some of the numbers. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since you brought that up, we might as well just get it out of the way. I look, they might have some misses here and there, but Oregon. I knew it. There's no way you going to say Oregon. Come on. I, I mean. Thousands upon thousands of combinations, maybe millions of combinations. They do something new every year. Uh, again, they will do stuff that doesn't look good. Yeah. But, I mean, it's their brand. Like, it's literally what they did before they were winning, where they were like, we're just going to be unique and stick to it. Um, yeah. And honestly, I mean, the green and yellow works. And then they'll throw in some accent, you know, some darker greens, some black, some, you know, 
They do everything. Um, but I mean, come on, we can't talk uniforms without talking Oregon. No, and I mean, I, and I feel with Oregon too. Like, at least they come out with some good stuff. Like, I feel yeah, when, yeah. They, when they first started that, like in the Joey Harrington days and everything, there were a lot of misses, and then they kind of found their footing, and they have m- many less misses now than they used to, and put out some pretty damn good looking stuff. So when Mariota came on, like that's when they that's when their shit started being very, very, very marketable. Yeah. That's when we started getting the jerseys. We had, you know, the black jerseys with the feathers on the shoulders and the shiny <laughs> eight, you know. That's when all that that's when I knew Zach Zach was all over that shit. Yeah. Under that stuff. Dude, their yeah, their candy apple uniforms that they wore that year with him. Dude. Damn and they wore the uh the throwback helmet with the UO. Yep. Oh. Once again, a frustrating thing to me because they're like their actual like old uniforms are really good looking uniforms. And then you seem to bring those back. Yeah. Yeah, they have some really good throwback logos. Um I mean, I would say, and y'all are gonna make fun of me because it's I think it's as classic as you can go. I I absolutely love the way USC looks every time they step on the football field. Yeah. I agree. It looks good. It just and they've just, I don't know when it started, but they have still kept up the uh, black cleats with the white laces. Yep. And it's just, it looks so, I mean, just them walking out that tunnel in the Coliseum at night with a little bit of fog kind of hovering over the stands is, I mean, it takes me back to Reggie Bush against Fresno State. I mean, just absolute monsters playing late night West Coast football, looking badass. As much as I hate to admit, like, Talking about any like okay, so this is a school that will change up style and color and you know different you know patterns or whatever you call it. Uh, LSU, yeah, their shit always looks good no matter what you yeah. know combination they do, and I hate that because you know how I feel about oh, yeah. LSU. Yeah, but that shit always looks awesome. I mean, yeah, they don't awesome. they don't mess with they it. Do not mess it up. Black. Yeah, they got purple, black, white, and gold or yellow, whatever you call it. And it's yeah, whatever combo. No, that's a, that's a great, that's a great uniform. Um, also, and I'll just say this, and this isn't to suck up to a particular person on this podcast or many of my friends that are hopefully listening, but the powder blue Ole Miss uniforms I knew it. I knew it. are, <laughs> those are, those are pretty damn sick. I mean, they, they really, they really are. And, and the thing is, I want to see a, powder blue versus the old school MSU on the helmet logo egg bowl. Like that's where I want to see. Yeah. I Do they Don't have the rights to that yet? I don't know. I, 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 I think I, Nike has the rights to that. That's the story I always heard. So I don't know if they could even be done, but I mean, I just think that would be so awesome. Yeah. The powder blue uniforms looked better than I thought they would. Like the helmets yeah. always look good. Yeah. But I was kind of worried the powder blue jersey would be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a good look. It, it's yeah. it's blue and red is easy to make work, and then the powder is just a, a little extra touch. Um, kind of going old school here, and say what you want about the problematic history of the place, but look, it is simple, but it works and it does not miss. Penn State. Yeah. It's just yeah. awesome. 
Like it is cool. And like I there are some Big 10 teams that don't change anything. Nope. And it looks great. Like I would probably put Iowa up there as one of the better uniforms. Great I helmet. Cool. I was cool because the uh, because of the the negative space and the the Hawkeye logo is the guy carrying yeah. like a bushel of wheat. That's always cool. Yeah. Um, and then like speaking of Big Ten, I think Ohio State does a great job of staying classic, but then they'll do a lot of alternates that yeah, I think look alternate. really good. Yeah. Um. York, go I one bought, more. We always yeah, need yeah. It too. One more. All right. Um, I won't go Smoky Gray. I hate Smoky Gray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it. you. I don't, I don't like Thank that. You. I hate it. But Halloween Black. I have to. I can't help it. Like that shit. I know you have to. Like once again, we're in a differing opinion on this. But and all like okay, it's also maybe biased a little bit of basketball, but Carolina football uniforms look pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they do. They've they've messed those up before too, though. North, north, north. Let me fucking that Under Armour crap out of here. Go Cox. Uh, I think uh, Joe North Carolina's throwback look is is clean. Like from when like Ronald Curry was the quarterback, like nineteen yeah, like the Las Vegas Bowl. No, it was nineteen ninety seven Las Vegas Bowl, ninety eight Gator Bowl. Like the Julius Peppers years. Yeah. With the striping on the side and the block numbers with the drop back. Yeah. Yeah. With the dark blue. That looks, that looks good. Good look. Mac bringing it back. I enjoy those. Um, all right. Last thing here. Um, best player you've ever seen in college basketball. I have two that immediately come to mind, but I'll let y'all go first. That we've seen live or like just watched? Just watch. It has to be live. I mean, I have, I have one that I've seen live and the other I have not. Go ahead. um, Y'all probably heard me say this a thousand times growing up. Watching Michael Beasley at Kansas State was oh. unfucking real. Like I watched him, and watching him was someone that I watched in college that I was like, "There's no way he misses. There's no way. Him he and- misses. There's no way he busts. He's going to be the fucking man." But he was—he's a head case, and weren't him and Durant in the Big Twelve at the same time? I thought about that today. I don't know if they—if they were. That's like it's something that we would know automatically, but I remember Kevin Durant, but I remember his frame and just like how we kind of think of uh, what's his nuts from Gonzaga, Oklahoma Drew City. Timmy. No, no. Adam Morrison. No. Who you talking about? Uh, you know about Chet Holmgren? Chet Holmgren. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like that, I compare that like to Kevin Durant just because of the frame and like he, when he shoots the ball, it looks just like him. Looks just like he's just, him. He's just like five inches taller. Which is yeah, weird. and you that like you see Kevin Durant, you're like, eh, no. But Kevin Durant is a yeah, he's 
he's older, he's brittle, but he's he's not like LeBron James who grew up in same age as fucking stout. Well, you know? so if Michael Beasley's like your favorite that you've seen, who's the let's say the just one in general, and then who's the best you've seen live? Um live, just seeing live has to be Blake Griffin. Yeah. Watching live. Yeah. That was I mean, that was, was nice right. yeah. in the tournament. Like that was awesome. Like that was awesome to see. Yeah. And Derrick Rose. But I'll I'll go Blake Griffin. Yeah, Griffin, that was you uh, yeah, that Memphis regional with him, that was pretty he hit his head on the fucking sick. backboard. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe Jordan didn't say it. I'll go just Wayne, watch as Wayne Chisholm. First, you would say, uh, Jimmer for debt. Jimmer, I want to kill myself. I hate that. I mean, I, can't believe I didn't do it. I mean, that that final year was just so fun. Also, I mean, call he, him by his legal name, please. The James, the James. I mean, he would just, I mean, literally pull up anywhere. And, I mean, that BYU team was actually good, so it wasn't just all him. Like, he had a little bit of help. Vernon Davies, he who cannot be named. I mean, the Sorry dude was sex. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> fucking bro. <laughs> Prove it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was just like appointment television that year. Oh, I remember, yeah. Every time we watched it, it was just like he would just pull up. It's like, what the fuck? It was uh, just, yeah. He was he was a blast to watch. Um, live, was the Kings jersey, Kings T-shirt jersey that said the James on the back of it. Remember <laughs> when we went to the game? <laughs> oh God! Um, honestly, like my live was going to be Derrick Rose, but you already mentioned him. Um, Probably, I mean, just as good and as fun to watch live as on that same team. CDR, man. Yeah. Chris Douglas yeah. Roberts was just like, he was the guy that was so unassuming and didn't look like he could do what he did. But, I mean, dude would just get buckets. To me, that was the best guy. I mean, I, I think of that team and of that kind of era of uh, Memphis basketball, he's the one most deserving of having like a jersey up in the rafters. Like, that dude was just legit for his time there from start to finish. For your guy. Yeah, yeah, he was he was so good. I mean, you know, the t-shirt. We, we I can say, do it I'm also very glad that the that t-shirt. Both of y'all took two of my like two live ones I was going to do, so I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> oh, right now sorry. my live again. But we all live in the same city, so we can. I know it sucks. <laughs> um, I would say the the one of the first players I really remember as being dominant and watching. And in college, I mean, one player of the year, um, just had a good, solid career. Um, Antoine Jameson was, like, legitimately very, very good college player. He had a good NBA career, not bad. But that dude just dominated on a very stacked North Carolina team that had uh, Vince Carter, had Ed Cota on it, had um, Ahmed Okalaja, um, had really good players on it. He just stood out amongst everybody until they ran into uh, Utah in the Final Four that year. Um, but he was he was just dominant, man, from from you know stepping on the you know campus um, live. I'm going to keep it on kind of the big man 
with a solid NBA career, some more solid than Jameson, but one of the most impressive performances I ever saw was the Marcus Aldridge against Memphis at the four. I think he had a perfect game. I think he went like seven for seven from the field and like 12 to 12 from the foul line, had like 10 or 12 boards, a couple blocks. Like that dude came in and dominated the form. And I was like, man, this guy's going to have a legit career. And he did. He did. I mean, I mean he, he really did. did. I mean, he wasn't, you know, what he was in college necessarily, but man, that was one of the most impressive just performances I've ever watched on a, on a college basketball court. That was so impressive. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, just to throw it out there, because I have a, a, a comp that I want to hear what y'all think. I mean, technically, I got to see Penny live. Um, I mean, I was really little, and I don't remember it vividly, but went to games at the Pyramid, watched him. Um, I mean, I've said this all the time. Like, he was, like, the type of player that LeBron is before LeBron was. Like. Yeah. When he was healthy, like he was skinny LeBron. Yeah. Like he was a complete mismatch. One through five, couldn't guard him. He could do like ridiculous finishes at the rim. He could, you know, finish with authority at the rim. He was a good facilitator. Like he got other people involved. I mean, when he was healthy, like him and Shaq in Orlando were incredible to watch. Yeah. But I feel like this could be a good like next one. I don't think it's for time why we should do it now, but next time I think we should do uh, best players that weren't as – didn't pan out to be as great as it could have been in NBA-wise. Not like, not like straight up bust, but like – Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like, oh, he had a career like – Like Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Right. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Ankle. Just the ankle, man. Like Put it on the docket. All right. Um – any final live players before we head out? No, but I, I do have to apologize. I didn't do any of my homework over the weekend. I watched I watched no Fast and the Furiouses and no Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, also fucking Rad Dead Parlay two and zero. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Winners stimulating that like the IRA. Nailed it last week, which I did this see. Week, this, this weekend's a big weekend, though. It's conference tournament. I mean, yeah, the conference tournaments. We'll have to. Which easy those money. are always those are always tough to predict. Nah, easy um, I did find it interesting, York, on the parlay you posted. Like the odds weren't great, but I feel like we picked a couple upsets. No, we thought so. mine. Mine wasn't an upset. Mine was just a rankings upset. But I think. Mine technically wasn't an upset by the end of the betting thing. Yeah, Texas A&M was. Uh, oh, none of them were minus one odds. Yeah. Odds was no odds. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. pretty much pick them. A bunch was, of money came in on Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, we're two and zero. I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's gonna do it uh, for the Rad Dad Pod. Uh, you guys do your homework. Uh, Marvel, Fast and Furious. I'm gonna do my homework on HBO versus Apple TV. And uh, we'll be back later this week. We'll have, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do another parlay. And, uh, you know, we'll do another draft of some sort. And uh, we'll, you know, again, it's it's almost here. We're going to – look, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll talk plenty of dad stuff, but we're going to have to talk March Madness because it's truly yeah. one of the best times of the year sports-wise. Rad dad, uh, rad dad bracket buster pool maybe, huh? Yeah, we can do that. Print out your brackets. Um 
you know, we finally have a printer now, so like I can print one out. There you go. The worst wow. is trying to figure out like the size and the margins to get all the lines on there. Oh yeah, very stressful. I feel like CBS Sports always has a good bracket for printers. Yeah. That's the thing. Do we go? Do we go ESPN or CBS? I gotta look because they change the design every year with like the logo and everything. But we'll get it locked we'll, down. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that Thursday as uh, conference tournaments. I mean, they're already going. Um, watching the uh, night with uh, Furman. Oh wait, Furman already won, didn't they? Right, they beat Chattanooga. Okay, yeah, I saw the the CAA semi. College of Charleston moved on. Watching the Horizon League right now. Got a little uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, and uh, Cleveland State playing. A little upset brewing. Cleveland State leads right now by eleven with six minutes left. But uh, yeah, we'll talk plenty of basketball. We'll talk more dad stuff, and uh, I'll try to. Uh, Get my uh, TV provider straight. So, for uh, for York, for Joe, I'm Zach. This has been the uh, another edition of the Rad Dad Pod. Till next time, yeah.